what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you something here today that, um, that I did actually for um, our folks of RU, and God's just really been working in my heart with this, and so I'll, I'll share this with you. I'm going to give you the title, and then we're going to have a word of prayer and get started with this, but what we're going to look at, and the, the whole thought is this, men and women of a separated walk. Am I on? Am I good? All right. Just wanted to make sure. Um, but men and women of a separated walk. And what I, what I want to bring out is this. Um, it's real easy to get in um, a routine, a habit of feeling like I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. You with me? Understanding like these are the things I got to do. And you get into that thing and you feel like you got to do these things because if you don't do these things, things are going to erupt and get bad. But what has encouraged me as I've studied this and going through this is that, and I have it on the other side there, the separated walk, okay, the separated walk is what we get with the Holy Spirit's help. See, this is, we don't have to do this thing, this Christian life, by ourselves. Are you hearing me? Amen? All right. All right. Got to get you awake here this morning. I know that it's cold. Um, but it, it's something, we have help. But many times, I'm just confessing, I'm just trying to be just forthright with you. Sometimes I feel like it's all on me. You ever felt like that? You feel like it's all on us. But the separated walk is, is the Holy Spirit who is our helper, who is our guide, but it's also we got to have God's Word with that. God's Word lines us up and God's Spirit guides us. And that gives us that separate walk. And so that's what I want to look at this morning. And you, you see the picture, you know, there's two ways to go. You know, the way to go that the, the world goes, they go the easy way. The one of less uh, restraint or less uh, effort. But you know what? God's way is a whole different way. But you know what? There's going to be some hills. All right, I've got to let my southern come out here. There's going to be some hollers. <laughs> There's going to be some cricks. <laughs> y'all, y'all understand me. All right, I've got to stop here. But you know what? It's, it's hard, but we have someone to help. And that brings me comfort. It brings me encouragement, and I just want to share that with you this morning. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll, we'll share some thoughts with you. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, which is the name above all names. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for saving me. But I thank you also for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you that you'll guide us in all truth. You've given us your Holy Spirit as our comforter, as our helper, as our paralegal, the one who is going to be with us all the time. And thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray right now, would you take my thoughts, would you take my words, and would you help me to speak what you want? Would you just help Steve to get out of here and allow your spirit to speak through me? God, would you help me, give me clarity of thought to communicate to these, your, your people. And Lord, I just thank you for what you're going to do in advance. You get the glory and the praise because you're worthy in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to go to a couple of scriptures before we get into this. And if you got your Bibles, and I don't have these verses on the keynote, but if you got your Bible, go to John 16, and then also um, 1 Corinthians 
6, 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, and then John 16. I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is, what? In you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Look at this. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The first thing that I just want to make known, you know this, but I'm just laying the groundwork, is that if, if there's been a time, if there's been a place that you have called upon Jesus Christ, you realize you're a sinner, and when you realize you're a sinner, Jesus Christ wants to move in, and he does. He moves in. He comes into our heart. He saves us from our sin. When he does that, what he does is this. Someone said it to me this way, and I like it. He said, when, the whole, when Jesus moves in, and he, what he does, he forgives us of our sins. So what he does, you know what he's doing? He's, can I say it this way? He clears off a spot. <laughs> he clears out our lives. He cleans it up. Why? So the Holy Spirit can now dwell in us. Because the Holy Spirit, you ever think about the, that word, Holy Spirit? He's holy. He's pure. He's clean. So he doesn't want a dirty house. Amen? And so he wants a clean environment. He wants a clean place. So when we're forgiven our sins, we are made clean, aren't we? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit has somewhere to reside. He has a clean spot. So we see here, according to Scripture, that the Holy Spirit's in us, okay? He's not just in us uh, when we get into problems and say, oh, Holy Spirit, I need your help. The Holy Spirit's all the time. He's not, uh, not a fire extinguisher, okay? Only use it when there's a problem. He's there for all circumstances of our lives. The next verse, I want to take you back to John 16, John chapter number 16, and I'm going to read some verses to you. This is the Holy Spirit again, and I'm going to start in verse number 7. Verse number 7 of John 16, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. This is Jesus speaking. For if I go not away, you ready? The Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Wow. Here's, here's our helper. Here's our one who, who loves us. is going to help us through our situations. And when he has come, this is the Holy Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin. He's going to convince them. He's going to convince us there's sin. And then not only is he going to convince us, he's going to convict us. <laughs> you ever been convicted? I hope so. <laughs> if you're saved, you should be convicted. Because if you've been convicted, you say, how is the best way? This is the best way I can explain conviction to you. You feel miserable, but you're physically a-okay. <laughs> but you are miserable. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants you to be miserable. Because when you're miserable, you want to get healthy. You want to get right. And that's the whole purpose. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he's going to reprove. Let me move on here. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, 
because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of the world is judge. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. I have yet, or excuse me, howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, now get this, he will guide you into all truth. Remember a while ago, you feel like you're all by yourself? Boy, we, maybe I'm the only one, all right? You ever feel like you're all by yourself? Man, you're just struggling, you're battling. That, the spirit of truth is going to guide you. He wants to guide you. But he can't guide you if you don't hear him, if you don't listen, if you're not aware of his presence. We've got to be aware of it. He says, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. Shoe, yeah. Shoe, show, all right? Whatever way you want to say it. Everybody picks on that. That's all right. I love it. Hey, how many of you in here knows what I'm talking about when I say, I'm going to build me a fire? Okay, all right. Fire, for the, those of you who don't know. I've been, this is not spiritual. I'm going to take a moment here. I've been watching Barnwood Builders. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but it's a group of guys from, you ready, West Virginia. And they're there, and they're on their, they call it the boneyard. It's the place where they, they build the barns and so forth. And he said, I'm going to go build me a farm. I said that the other night to the guys, the folks of RU, and they didn't have a clue what I was talking about. Anyway, I had to interpret for him, Brother Q. All right, let's get back into this. So we see, we see right now the saved individual has a helper, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And so if we are going to be men and women of a separate walk, what we got to do is we got to become aware and we got to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. That's what we got to do. We got to become aware and sensitive to that. Let's... So men and women with a separated walk, what is a separated walk? It's divided, it's parted, it's, you ready, disconnected. What are we to be disconnected from? Well, I got it right here on, on our screens. The world, right? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so God's saying, hey, don't let the world's philosophy entangle you and, and control you. Don't let the world's thoughts, all right? I'm going to get to one bigger. Don't let the world's fads, huh? Because fads come and go. But you know what? That's the world. And so what are you saying? Be separated from the world. Who are, if we're separated from the world, what are we separated to? To Christ, to God. So it's the separated from the world unto God. And so that's the separate walk. And I was thinking about this, and I was sharing this. Our poor wives of the preachers, they get the message. And you know what I'm talking about. You get the message about three times before the preacher preaches it. Because we're constantly going through it. At least I do. I don't know if you do, preacher, but I do. And so I was talking to my wife, and I was, and I was thinking about this as we were coming to church this morning. I said, really, you know, to live a separate life is really just to follow the Spirit of God. You really don't have to say a whole lot. You just got to follow. And I thought about this, and I remember, and I'm, I'm going way, way back in my life, in my early teens, 
when I decided that I wasn't going to listen to rock music anymore, and I said, this is, you ready? The Holy Spirit, not right, convinced me, convicted me, and then changed me because I repented and turned from it. When I got around my so-called friends, and I said, I really don't want to listen to that, you know what they did very quickly? They separated themselves. And the people who I thought were my friends were not my friends. They weren't my friends. Did I separate myself? Not really. I just separate, my, separate myself unto God, and God did the rest of the separating. And that's really what the separated life is about. God separates us, and doesn't he tell us, be ye separate from the world, come out from among them? Doesn't he tell us to do that? He does. And so this is important to God. I know what I'm expressing here to you, I know this is nothing new under the sun, but I believe that if we can, if we get this and begin to understand this, it can transform our lives. And let me, let me say this too before I get into it anymore. If my voice goes way up, all right, it's not because I'm mad, I'm very passionate. Okay, I, I want to express that. Because I, sometimes that's interpreted wrong. And I don't want to in, interpret anything wrong. But I get very passionate. When you get passionate about something, you get excited. Right? You're all right? All right. I just, just want to share that with you. All right, let's move on. So when I begin to get that, I, we got the Holy Spirit enabling us, helping us to live this separate life. But we also need something else. We need God's Word. Because our God, God's Word shows us what we need to separate from. And it shows us not what we need to not only be separated from, but it shows us what we need in our lives. So what I get from this verse here, this is 1 Thessalonians 5.23. The very God of peace, now look at this, sanctify, which is to set apart. That's the separating, okay? Sanctify you wholly. That word holy means completely, entirely, okay? Now look at this. And I pray, God, your whole spirit. So it starts with me. Here's the order that God's given us. Our spirit. Okay? The spirit first. Our spirit's dead. Right? We're dead. And then when we trust Christ, it's made alive. And now that we have communion and fellowship and the opportunity to contact with God. So the spirit is the number one order. You've heard Dr. Crabb talk about this. It's spirit, soul, body. But how do we say it? Body, soul, and spirit. And when you get body, soul, and spirit, you mess up the order. And here's what I want to, I'm trying to express. The separate light gets messed up. That when you mess up that order, it messes up your life. Your, your life becomes chaos. Why? Because you're in the wrong order. I'll explain this a little bit more in just a little bit. So it says your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's given us an order. This is the way I want it. I want your spirit to control your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Okay? So the spirit of God is to control your mind, will, and emotions. And then your soul is to control your body. You see that? You know what happens in this world? Many times the body controls the soul and the spirit 
is way back there. It's at the last. It's at the wrong part. And when you get that way, or I get that way, and don't, don't, don't take this the wrong way, it's very easy to get that order messed up in our lives. Because here's what we can do. Our soul contains our emotions. Have your emotions ever controlled you? Whoa, me. By the way, that's, that's not just you ladies. Oh, me, men? Okay. So let me move on. So we see an order. So God's saying, hey, if you want this separate life, there's an order. Stay in order. Stay in line. Just like your teacher taught you when you were a kid. Stay in line. When you stay in line, this separate separation comes from an order, which is the spirit, soul, and body, which we get here. The spirit's made, allowed, made alive at salvation. This is kind of recapping. The soul is your mind, will, and emotions. The soul of Christians, now I want you to get this, so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the spirit right now, I'm going to get onto the soul here just for a full, few minutes. The soul of Christians can be affected. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that a Christian's mind can get messed up? Yeah. What about addiction? Right? Because if, you get on, if, if a person gets on drugs... What is controlling them? Their flesh is controlling them, and their mind's telling them they got to have this because you can't function without it. And then, therefore, their emotions get whacked out, all right? And then it's just a mess. Now, look at this. I'm, I'm giving you, I want you to see this. When you and I begin to live the separate life, letting the Holy Spirit control us, we're letting the Spirit control us, we're going to be made aware, and we're going to, Here's what he's going to do. He's going to enlighten us that we can see, you ready? Souls that are hurting. Souls that are hurting. This is what God's doing in my life right now. I'm so excited for it, and I'm so thankful for it. But you know what? There's so many souls, and when I'm saying souls, it's people. I see so many people that are hurting, that are going through. By the way, it's not just wicked sin, okay? I'm, I'm talking church members that love the Lord, and their souls are hurting. You say, how can their souls be hurting? All right, I'll give you just a simple one. How many in here, okay, how many in here has lost a spouse recently? Anybody? Yeah. Let me tell you something. That soul is affected. You know what we don't need to do? God help us. See, the separate life comes along. I'm going to do this anyway. I know I shouldn't do this, preacher, but I'm... The, when the separate life comes, it does this. Love you. Praying for you. You with me? But you know, when we don't live the separate life, you know what we do? Nothing. Nothing. You know what? It doesn't matter how much you know until people know how much you care. I don't know very much, but I can care. And see, when you're living the separate life, you see those souls. God illuminates. He opens up and says, oh, they're hurting. How can I love them? How can I help them? And that's what, now look at this. This is David. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Man, he's, he's running from his, for his life. He's running for his life. He's supposed to be the king. 
but he's not the king yet. God's, God's str- allowing him to wait. And man, he feels like and he's being attacked. And he's being, do, do you think that messed with his mind, his thinking? Do you think that messed with his emotions? Yes. And he says, look at this. There was no man that would know me. That's sad. That shouldn't be among us as believers. That we don't care for other souls. That shouldn't be named among us. And he look at this. He says, no man would know me. Refuge fa- failed me. No man cared for my soul. God help us. God, help us. When we live that separated life and allow the Spirit of God to control us, now we're, beginning, we're seeing souls. And we're seeing souls that are hurting. And then not only do we see the souls that are hurting, but the Spirit now says, this is how, you ready? This is how we can help them. What is the purpose of this? How can we, you say, God can do that with me? Yeah, God can do that with us. His Holy Spirit is the enabler. He helps us. So they, here it is. It goes from hurting, seeing a hurting soul, to helping that soul. And here's the best part. Woo! Healing the soul. Now listen to this. David, the same man, he restoreth my soul. Psalm 23. He restoreth my soul. You know what he's saying? There's something, there was something wrong with David's mind. There was something wrong with David's desires. There was something wrong with David's emotions. Why? Let me tell you something. If you, all right, I'm going to try to slow down here, communicate this. My mind's racing. Think about this. We send a military person off. We send them off to war. They are shooting and killing people. Why? To uphold and protect our nation. Right? Amen? You with me? They're doing that. Now, let me ask you this question. After that happens, do you think that affects their mind, their will, and their emotions? But here's what happens. Here's what happens. We bring them back into our society, and now we expect them to function perfectly and not do anything wrong and to live just like they did before. God, forgive us. You know what that person's hurting? They need some help, but most of all, they need some healing. They need help. We don't need to desert them. We need to come along and lift them up. Let me move on. I'm just saying, Christians' souls can be messed up just as much as the unsaved. Just as much. All right. I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to move on quickly. This is Lot. For that righteous man dwelleth among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul, troubled. That's what vexed. He troubled his righteous soul from day to day. How did he trouble? With their unlawful deeds. You know what Saul, or excuse me, you know what Lot did? The flesh was controlling the, the soul, and the spirit was way back yonder. When the orders messed up, so was the life. Would you agree with Lot's life was messed up? All right. I'm moving. Separation comes when we when our lives line up with God's Word and God's Spirit. So what are the keys? Here's the key. Surrender. Surrender. Surrender means to yield to the power of another. And here it is, to give up. Spirit first. God wants us to give up, to surrender. What's He want us to surrender? 
ourselves. Exactly, you're right, amen. Surrender to the Spirit by not giving our souls control. We're to be Spirit-controlled. And I'm going to go through these. The three things that the soul is, we're to surrender our will, which is our desires. I'm going to ask a question. You don't, you don't have to answer this verbally. Have you ever, do you have people coming down here and visiting you, you now during this time where it's really cold? Family members, with me? So you got family come visit you down here because it's nice, it's warm. And so you know what you begin to do? You begin to surrender your will to them. You say, what are you talking about? What do you want to watch on television? Now you got you got your ritual that you like to watch. Wheel of Fortune, right? Family Feud, all right? I'm in there, all right? You got, you, I don't want to say ritual, but you got your routine, all right? But now when they come, what are you doing? You're surrendering your will. You're saying, what do you want to watch? Now, let's, let's apply that spiritually. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to desire? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? You with me? Is this making sense? Now you're, what you're doing, you're surrendering to the Spirit of God. You're not just surrendering. We surrender to others in our lives. By the way, we surrender to our wives. Where do you want to go to eat? I don't care. Where do you want to go to eat, right? We go through this thing. And eventually, they say a place, and we say, let's go. Now, we really wanted to go somewhere that had steak, but they wanted chicken, right? So you surrender your will. We do this consistently, and we do this in our flesh, but God wants us to do it in our spirit. Surrender our spirit. Surrender ourselves. Surrender our desires. What I want, what God, God, what do you want? I want to do it your way, not my way. All right, so surrender our will. Number two, surrender our minds. Surrender our minds. We can know the mind of God from his word. Raymond Barber um, was a pastor in Texas. And he, he preaches many times at um, Rock of Ages conferences. And this is what he says almost every time he preaches. He says this. Let's open up the Bible. Oh, by the way, did I say every time we open up the Bible, we open up the mind of God? And here's what he said. Let's see what's on God's mind today. You know what that's doing? That's surrendering our minds to him. God, what do you want me to be thinking about? Who do you want me to talk to on the phone? Who do you want me to encourage? Who do you want me to give a track to? That's surrendering our minds. By the way, the Bible says in Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. What was that mind? What was that mindset? What was the context of that, that portion of Scripture? You ready? Humility. Humbling yourself. By the way, if you don't humble yourself, I guarantee you're probably not going to surrender. We have to humble ourselves. Surrendering our minds. That's why the pastor is constantly said, read the word of God. Read the word of God. What are we doing? We're surrendering our minds to God, saying, God, I want what you want. I need you. All right? Let me move on. We're to surrender our emotions. We're to surrender our emotions. We can now respond God's way with God's fruit. Have you ever, has someone ever said something to you, and all of a sudden you responded, and you responded so fast, but it was the wrong emotions in the wrong way. And you said, I cannot believe I did that. What was controlling us? What was controlling us? 
It was, it, it was our, our emotions. It was, a, it, it was the part that, it wasn't our spirit controlling us, it was the, it was the body the, or the soul. And we got to be careful, but when, here it is, when we surrender our emotions, by the way, let me say this. Do you know why God gave us emotions? I just learned this. So we can express ourselves to God. So we can express ourselves. God, you ready? God, I'm hurting. God, I'm struggling. That's emotions. God allows us emotions. Everybody sees emotions as, ah, oh, stay away from that thing, you know? But God gave us emotions to help us. By the way, I'll give you, I'll throw another one at you. Anxiety. When I say anxiety, most people go, oh, you know, right? They get the heebie-jeebies and they go on an anxiety attack. But do you know, do you know why God gave us anxiety? Allowed that? Anxiety does this. If I'm walking across the street and all of a sudden I hear, and then I'm getting ready. When I hear that squealing of the tires, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump back. That saved me. Does that make sense? Because if I didn't hear that, and, if I didn't, and, and it stirs you up and in your emotions, and it helps you. Because if not, well, boom, you're roadkill. Okay? But I want you to understand that emotions, God gave them to us. God just didn't say, oh, uh, I'll give them that. I don't know what it's for, but oh well. Hey, God doesn't, God's got a purpose for everything. And it's so we can express ourselves, that we can communicate. By the way, how can we love him with all of our heart if we can't express that? You can't. All right. So we'll be, when we surrender our emotions, we'll do that. And now godly fruit, instead of anger coming out of our lives through that, that negative emotion, love's going to be coming out. By the way, it's not so much what you have to do. All you have to do and all I have to do is just follow the Holy Spirit and He'll begin to separate us. And he'll begin to, you'll be doing what He wants. All right, I'm going to, I got to move on here. How do we do this? How do we live this separated life? Here it is. Be sensitive to the Spirit. We got to be sensitive. And I put here, we must be clean. We must be clean. This helped me. When I live the separated life, okay, when I'm living a separated life unto God, you know what I'm doing? I'm living a life of righteousness and holiness. Look at this verse. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Has that verse ever overwhelmed you? Like, I can't do that. Yes, you can, because if you follow the Holy Spirit, the separated life, he's going to lead you right to that. He's, gonna, he's leading us to holiness. So if we're going to live that separated life, we've got to be sensitive to the Spirit. The next thing, and, and this is really not the next, it probably should be the first, but I got it here. Listen to the Spirit. What is that? Obey. I got to move because my time's. This is simply, Holy Spirit, whatever you tell me, I will do. If you will get this principle, if you don't hear nothing else I say right now, if you get this principle, it will change your life. Everything the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you obey it. I'm telling you one thing. When you begin to listen, you know what begins to die? The flesh. You know what becomes number one? The spirit. And you, become, you and I become spirit controlled. The more we obey, he separates. It's not so much about us. It's about us obeying him and listening to him. All right, I got to 
Walking in the Spirit. We hear this all the time. And I'm going to close with this. Walking in the Spirit. What is walking in the Spirit? This is taking repeated steps in the Spirit's direction. So look at this. When I'm walking in the Spirit, what am I doing? I'm listening. I'm being sensitive. I'm listening. I'm obeying. What am I doing? I'm going the way the Spirit of God wants me to go. I'm walking in His Spirit. I'm allowing His Spirit to control me. Walking in the Spirit. Now look at this. When we walk in the Spirit, what won't we do? We won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The body, the soul won't control us. The Spirit of God controls us. And then it says being filled with the Spirit. And I've got to close down on this one. I thought about this, and this one convicted me this morning. You and I can't be filled with the Spirit of God if we're filled with ourselves. If we're filled with self, we can't be filled with the Spirit. Something's got to give in. Something's got to die. We've got to crucify that flesh. And so when we begin to do that, and look at this, we begin to get filled with the Spirit. The more we're filled with the Spirit, you know what happens? The more spirit control we become. But you know what he's going to do? The Spirit, what he's going to do is this. He's going to show you what needs to die in your life. The question is, are you willing and am I willing to obey what he says? That's the key. If we want to be, live that separated life unto God, it's not dependent on us. It's really us depending on his spirit to guide us into all truth and lead us the right way. He'll take us the right way if we follow. All I have to do is follow. And that following is obedience. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege that you give me that I get to open up your word. And God, just thank you for showing me. And God, may you help me to live these truths. May you help each one here. God, I pray if there's someone here, I don't, I don't know hearts and I don't know lives. But God, if someone's here that maybe is not saved, Holy Spirit of God, show them their need. And maybe there's souls here that are hurting. God, would you help us to be sensitive and with, to your spirit and care for those souls that are hurting. Lord, so that your spirit can bring them to a place of healing. Thank you. Be with our pastor, fill him, use him mightily in the next service. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.